Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show, and he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. It's the Jeremiah Show and Evolve Entertainment, featuring its radio with TV's Tim Stack. Mike Gormley presents Music Icons, The Arwen Lewis Show, and The Angel Baby Show. Happy Halloween. Did I scare you guys? Yeah, yeah. Terrified. <laughs> Terrified you. Happy Halloween and welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Woo! You had better wake up because you're in a nightmare with my special guests, the best of the nightmare on Elm Street cast. Andras Jones is back on the show with Danny Hassel, his good friend from uh, the nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, it's Halloween. What? It's fitting, right? Is it too obvious that we're doing this together? <laughs> Welcome, guys. Let me tell you real quickly before I bring you in. Um, I, I don't know. If you don't know the Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't know where you've been. But let's say you were just born and you're starting to watch horror movies. Let me tell you about the franchise. Began with the film A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, which was written and directed by Wes Craven. And the plot centers around Freddy Krueger. The apparition of a former child killer who was burned alive by the vengeful parents of his victims and who returns from the grave to terrorize and kill the teenage residents of Springfield, Ohio. Oh, my God. In their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. The Nightmare films have earned their place on that short list of Hollywood's most iconic horror films. Giving us a boogeyman that, try as we might, we cannot wake up from. The 11 Nightmare films have collectively grossed $472 million at the box office worldwide. Most of that went to these two uh, two cast members here today, Andres Jones and Danny Hassel. <laughs> and and uh, they're living a lap of luxury. I can't believe I got them on the radio show today, but it is Halloween and... 
That's what they do on Halloween. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andras Jones played Rick Johnson. He was one of the lead characters, obviously, in A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Master. What makes Rick so special is he's an avid martial artist. And uh, Danny Hassel played jo the jock, Dan Jordan. He made it through two films. A teenager, he was stalked by the Razor Glove Boogeyman, Freddy. And 1988's A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. In real life, though, Andres Jones is a television film actor. He's an author and a musician. He's an amazing musician. In fact, we're going to play and debut again here. Can I say debut twice? Sure. <laughs> debut. Absolutely no sense of humor, which he does have, but Andy Dick does not. And it's starring, actually, Andy Dick. It's a great video on YouTube. I watched it twice this week already. Uh, I'm racking up numbers on your YouTube channel there for you. It's, it's a great video. I've shot very well. And the song is amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's Andras Jones. And there's so much more to him, but we'll have him tell all about himself. Uh, well, you know, I, I want to mention the Radio A-Ball. It's a great podcast. Um, it's It confuses me every time. A musical divination show. Sure. In, yeah, in which participants answer... No, the questions are answered by picking songs at random and interpreting the randomly chosen songs as the answer to the question. You just have to tune in. Uh, Andres was nominated for a Young Artist Award for Best Young oh. Actor and a Horror of a Mystery Motion Picture and Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Welcome back, Andres. And Danny Hassel is an actor, and he's best known, again, for the Nightmare on Elm Street series, I guess. Danny, is that is that a fair assessment i unless, unless you were a fan of the outsiders tv series like i was oh Dan yeah played one of the socias ah oh. see that, that you know when you read up on people they say that you're best known but and maybe you are but i i always feel like taking army ranger so i've done a lot i've done other things other than done, and i was i was on the outsiders the series if you they only they never play that piece of moviness <laughs> no it was a it was a series and i was a sos me and uh myself and uh this guy named david arquette were uh buddies and david arquette played pony boy and i don't think people heard that first thing you said you were an army ranger for how many years oh yeah from 2002 to about 2009 ish so you're welcome for that as well <laughs> thank you for your service no i didn't see that i didn't read that and i've been reading for hours now about you guys so uh, i didn't see that but uh, it um yeah outsiders what a great book i don't think i caught the tv series so, is it streaming yeah. out there anywhere it, it's still out there never really well it's no it's definitely still out there robert rustler who's also in nightmare on elm street he is on it he is the character that Patrick Swayze, I can't remember everybody's names and all that right now, but anyhow, it was, uh, yeah, it was really, it, well, what it was is really expensive and it shot at Paramount. I think we, they did the whole series and then the back then, I don't know if this is true or not, but they just put you up against nights. You had to beat this other show called 90210. So oh my God, well, that's wanted, what happened then. I remember those days. Moving it to Tuesday night or, or Wednesday night or whatever. They were, you know, it would, because it was actually a really good show with a bunch of really good actors. And it was a period piece. So it was like Greaser Associates, whatever. Yeah, I bet it was. I'm going to check it out. But did you, did I miss it? Did you say, do you know where, where you can find it or did you say it? Oh, I mean, I have no, no. idea. Still I think it's just on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'm going to find it. If they yeah, ever. What they would do is make it a um, what do you call it? like a, a movie made for movie or something when they put movies on television that last more than the series and they would combine every time they would use my episode where the socials and the greasers got in a big fight and then there was a tornado or whatever but <laughs> when it ever did air people would say oh my god yeah i saw it and i go you did holy crap <laughs> no way <laughs> Well, you know, there's kind of a cult following after after that story too, right? Even the movie and it sound I mean, there's people really oh, yeah. love that story. Uh, oh, yeah. find it. Well, and I want to Tuesday night was going to be here, um, and she's not feeling well. So I hope you feel better. And 
Tuesday. We'll hopefully have you on some other time. So, but I'm ha- very happy to have both of you guys on today. I know that, uh, and I'm thankful because I know how hard you're working around this time of year. You just got back from the Spooky Empire Convention in Florida, and it, it, it's basically the dark side of Comic Con, right? <laughs> that's what has kind of how they describe it. Featuring oh, sorry. Uh, horror and sci they, sci-fi. They did. It's just a. It's one hundred percent Comic Con spinoff. But they took it to a whole different level where they have musicians and uh, obviously horror is the central theme. But it could, if you did one horror film <laughs> and you're still a big celebrity, unlike myself, you will be there. I sat this weekend, I sat, afro- I sat across from Harry Hamlin, Kiefer Sutherland, and Jenna Jameson. So I do the math. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, leave Lou, leave poor Lou Diamond Phillips out of it. It was a young yeah, guy. I apologize to him. I forgot <laughs> he. Yes, him as well. So I'm not. I'm just saying. Real move. Yeah. Real weekend. I was. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, there's a tattoo festival as well, right? I mean, aside from the music and the and the other things you mentioned, what is it's that? A, a tattoo festival? Is it like showing off your art? Uh, yeah, well, you know what? We actually ran into a couple of uh, the tattoo artists the first night there. And yeah, they just, you know, that's it kind of it's different, but it's that makes sense. It's on brand. A lot of the people who come to these cons are pretty well tatted up, although I'm not you, Danny. Or do you have any tat- tattoos? No. Yeah, neat. I, however, I've seen a million Freddy, Cra- Freddy Krueger tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, I've seen myself as the character from the movie tattooed on a guy as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty kidding. cool. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Scary? I've, or, <laughs> I've, I've had multiple responses. Some people are like, who in the F would do that? <laughs> or like, That's really cool. So it's kind of 50-50. But I saw it with my own eyes. I was on some dude's arm. As Dan, <laughs> can you? That guy's gonna live the rest of his life with you on his arm and and die that way. That's hey, pretty. Cool. That's he's a, got not only me. He's got Heather Lankenkamp, uh, Mark Patton, a whole, and of course Robert England. It was a whole a whole slew of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street cast on his big arm. Yeah, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. <laughs> yeah, where's Andras? Yeah, okay. You're, you're on his lower back there, Andras. He just didn't want to show you. <laughs> All right. So are, is this a really busy time of year for you? For both yeah. of you? Yes. <laughs> like, this, yes. You probably get a lot of requests like this request to come on, on this show. But, you know, you're at the conventions. What else? Are, what's it like? It's described this time of year for you. Go ahead, Andras. Well, uh, for me, it's... It's it's kind of funny. I mean, Jeremiah, you know me for as a musician. And until very, very recently, as in like this month, mm-hmm. I have always tried to keep them very separate. Like I live my life as a musician and a writer and a sometimes actor. And I sometimes get invited to this place where for a weekend with the right people there, they see me as a movie star. If I'm with Danny and Tuesday and Toy and Brooke and Lisa and Robert, and I've never like, so my life is, feels very separate from nightmare Mm -hmm. stuff. And a lot of times, like I learned years ago that if I just accepted everyone who invited, who wanted to be my friend on Facebook, if they were a nightmare person, then I would just blow, I would hit, I would blow through my limit. I don't know if you can, there's still a li- limit on names that have friends that you can have, but there used to be. And so like, I would only accept friends on Facebook from people who I had actually met at cons or actually wrote to me personally. If someone just friended Rick, I would reject it. So I just have always kept that. I would, I, I a lot of times people invite me to do uh, interviews about nightmare and I'm just like, Unless you've got some interesting new question, I've said everything yeah. I could possibly say about it. So for me, it has always been at arm's length. And 
it's really only now that I've been sort of realizing, oh, this group of people have grown up. We've grown up together. And maybe they might be interested in what I'm doing musically. And even though I don't have cool tattoos Mm -hmm. and my music isn't heavy metal uh, and I don't look like Billy Worth, um, all cool things to be. Um, But that's not me. So I guess my answer is like really Halloween is really just another has usually been just another day for me unless we get invited to a con in which case then i'm right in the belly of it and you know loving it which is actually kind of funny because i kind of do end up in the belly of freddy krueger in the film (laughs) let me ask danny is it a blessing do you think that you were i mean how many films can can we all say i mean we grew up through that time period and how many films are so iconic that that people invite you to cons that they invite they want your autographs for the film that they've tattooed characters on them their bodies <laughs> I mean, there are not a lot of films that that people it's, care about that much so and, and what is it a blessing or is it a curse or is it a little I, bit of both blessing i think it's like it's like people who have went to the moon <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so rare and niche like the most niche fame weirdness that you constantly have to tell people who you are and how famous you are because you <laughs> your part not because yourself i think but you you're in a movie that got killed by freddy krueger and as soon as you say freddy krueger heads will turn around he's yeah. big as michael jackson beyonce i don't you name it i don't you know what i mean so it's like and then just to be in what ha- I'm not saying because I was in it, but Nightmare three, one, three, and four are legendary, and I'm in five, and five is slow and not really that good. And like, I'm just saying, I'm, you know, even though I'm in the movie, but but one, three, and four are out of control, good for that that stuff. You know, I'm, that's what I think. So the only way I can compare it to it's either like either like a sports guy who was like like the Super Bowl champ or the Yankees that won the World Series in like 79 and you played third base and like five people really remember who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. like the, the bass player in a band that was number one and you're like, yeah, dude. And you're like, you know that guy, that one dude. And that's <laughs> walk through the airport and people don't give two they don't care. And then later they're like, no way! <laughs> so uh, you, yeah. you get to through this crazy world where that's what it's like where people will walk past keeper sutherland and hug me (laughs) (laughs) you know so that's crazy because i don't have we never you know we didn't make any of the paper (laughs) that new line did we just happened to be in the band in the band totally in the band too like holding it down and freddie's band both of us had big parts so it's it's hysterical. And then yes, this time of year, I I didn't realize till about 2017 that yes, just take advantage of it. We get invited to the weirdest things you could imagine. Have you ever gotten mad at a fan or just been like, I've had enough? I'm like, I'm doing other things now. I've got a podcast. I've got, I'm in a band. I've got great music I'm putting out. Just get away from, from, you know, trying to distance yourself. I can see, Andras, that that would be hard when you were. Well, when I was. Maybe if you're trying to create a new, you know, you're you're doing new things creatively and you're known for and remembered for something that maybe you don't want to. You got to remember. In the nineties, people were, it, there was a lot of prejudices. People didn't like, if you were an actor, like you did, if you were a musician, you did not want people to think of you the way they thought of Rick Springfield and Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis and actors doing vanity music projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just got a lot of that noise in my head from representatives and people, just people in the world. And it is, I don't know about you, Danny, but it's been weird for me, like for like 12 years, 10 years or so, I was working as a bartender in the Northwest and I wouldn't come in and tell people, oh, I'm this guy from this movie or whatever. But then eventually I'd be working there for a while and someone would come in and be like, hey, were you in Nightmare on Elm Street or were you in Saved by the Bell or whatever? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Look at that. I can't believe it. A week later, I'll be like, 
hey, could you hand me that uh, that rag over there? I was like, oh, Mr. Hollywood wants me to get him a rag. I'm like, no, I don't have I you. That's you. It's not me. I didn't say that. But it's it is kind of it's actually kind of why I had to move back to L.A. because it's like in L.A., everyone treats me like a piece of shit, even if they know what I've been in. But in Olympia, where I grew up, people get impressed about it and think that that means that I'm impressed about it. And then it just kind of spirals. It's kind of it's weird. People, it's weird being in movies that isn't it's an especially a big one like this where it doesn't make you famous. Huh? I have a parallel story. It doesn't matter because, like you said, if, if it's so big that as soon as people find out and it blows their mind, they assume that we're gazillionaires or we were complete jerk offs and we lost all our money somehow. You know, what I mean? so you get that part of it's hysterical because I still lie to people. Even in L.A., I just got <laughs> recently. They find out that you're in this movie, no matter, what, and then you say, "Hey." I'm getting invited to this gig. They're like, oh, you got something better to do. (laughs) You can't win. And it's hysterical. It's like, it's a double-edged sword. That's a fair thing to say. That's a double-edged sword. It's hysterical. But people find out, like you said, if it just because acting, for some reason, if you do acting, everyone just, they meet, there's certain people that high-five you and hug you and they think it's super cool. I mean, normal people do that. Other people kind of fold their arms and kind of look at you and go, yeah, I think I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Women, all the above women just kind of go, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, really have a go at it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Knock yourself out. So it's just it's your own towel, Mr. Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. I never tell people. I remember the only I got a funny story about auditioning back in our day. We used to audition and there would be like literally a curtain like that behind you. You know, listen to all these ding dongs do their thing while you're about to do yours, you know. And then later you walk out and some of the actors would be like, hey, man, I'll be like, hey bad luck everybody because <laughs> it's like it's not it's like trying out for sports or whatever but it's really hard so all these people that do that that have never done it they're i always tell them knock yourself out while your arms are folded just thinking that i was you know i've just screwed off millions of dollars somehow because i'm in nightmare on Elm street four <laughs> yeah we don't get we did not get we don't yeah yeah i read that's why we go to they they say it's like it's cool you go to the cons. It's like no, we go to the cons because people are paying us more money no. than we get paid. Yeah. You have other things. Like, is it like uh, your your time of the year to kind of clean up it or or put socks of money away? So well, no, money. there there are there are cons all year long. There, it's not it, for for people like Robert. For the people who do them regularly, like Tuesday and Lisa, like they like me and Dan, we get invited. If we get invited to like three or four a year, that's a good year. Right, Dan? No, he's right. We have to get invited. There's a whole convention circuit that I didn't even know existed till about, like I said, like 2016, 2017. And so there's this, it's, there's a whole stupid racket of like, you know, agents and blah, 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 and merch yeah. and, uh, and it, it's like a rack. It's actually a tour. And so you go and it is, it's year round. And if you got, if you have something current, I mean, I'm telling you, just like, I'm sitting next to like years ago and like ruck around people that were like established actors or they, and, and they said to me, Hey man, if you get invited to these things, you better go do it because it's not like how it works. You know, however, there's still all these like sidebar crappy people and lowest common denominator artists. And they're all like on the con circuit as well. Like people in fan films calling themselves Freddy Krueger trying to get autographs. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing. It's, it's super a bizarre world, isn't it? <laughs> it's <laughs> have you guys ever had a, a fan that, that you've been really scared of? <laughs> just like, oh man, get me out of here. I'm just I wouldn't say anyone I was scared. Like they, you know, basically there's a lot of so a lot of the people are just super normal, super down to earth. I mean, it's a little weird, you know, that they're a family that all watches horror films together, but <laughs> I've had to learn that for some people horror is actually very comforting 
in a way that it isn't for me. Like for me, I can't take it. So, so there's that group of people. And then there's just people who are just kind of like, there's definitely people who are uncomfortable, you know, on the spectrum somewhere. Like I had this guy come up and he was very respectful, but he was just, but you could tell he was a little bit like zoned or whatever. And he was just sort of like, you know, I really like this series and uh, I don't like your character. Uh, it's okay. You know, I, I like the series and I, and I, I appreciate your being in it. Uh, I wouldn't say you shouldn't be in it, but I don't like you and I don't like your character. <laughs> and I really didn't like your death scene. And, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm saying 98% of the people are coming up and being like, Oh my God, Rick, I love you so much. <laughs> so for me, it's, I'm not, it's not an ego thing. It's just like, Oh, this is kind of, cool that this person usually the people who feel that way just walk on by (laughs) but you know it's i wouldn't say it's scary but there are i would say every day at a con or ever at least once or twice at every con there's someone who you feel like just the energy it's a you know it's gonna it's good you're gonna you're gonna stay with that conversation it's gonna be 10 minutes and you're gonna be counseling them more than engaging with them and getting energy back and forth. But I would so, say, and for the most part, and online, I've definitely had people who were shitty to me, uh, but, you know, and threatened my life. But, you know, I don't take that too seriously. Really? I agree. I, I, I have such crazy parallel stories. Like, you, uh, what's it called? Uh, I, we, we are, like I said, really weird niche famous. And 99% of the people that come to cons are yeah, maybe they have tattoos, da, 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 but they're just, and that whore is their deal. That's what they're super into. It's like rock and roll for people who are into Ozzy Osbourne or Sabbath back and you're like, whoa, what, whoa, you guys worship the devil or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's some that. But again, the spec people on the edge. So I went to, uh, I was invited to Comic Con as a like because like, big celebrities, I guess, back out and then they give you like 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 d-list celebrities get like a table i'm like no way so i got myself and ricky dean logan get invited because we're from the 80s to uh uh, comic-con and so yeah we're there with like harrison ford when they were doing the new blade runner it was just so dumb for us to be there but because we had this row of the 80s superstars (laughs) no myself by ling ricky dean logan tawny katane I was like, all right, cool. You know, she was there. So anyhow, on the way in, okay, it I realized how big Comic-Con actually is. I'm like, holy moly, you can't even get from across the street to wherever, and you got to have all this stuff. And the swag bag alone that they gave me was worth like a thousand bucks. You know, I was like, <laughs> and then they tell you, don't sell your, your stuff because you get all these cool pins and backpacks and all this crap. So... <laughs> We were going from, we took the train from A to B. And as we're going in, this kid, not a kid, however old, past teenage, maybe teenage, I don't know, all these, but, all these buttons on his jacket. And uh, he says straight to my face, or no, the mom first, he says something to me. And then the mom cuts him off like, no, 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 no. Because I'm on, like, nobody knows who I am. We're on the tram. You know, I don't have a limo or nothing. And so the kid goes, Dan Jordan, just like full rain manned out and said, like, you're Dan Jordan, Nightmare and Amphitheater 4 and 5. And, and then now I'm looking at his denim jacket and I see all the pins on it and I see a couple Nightmare and Elm Street pins amongst the other buttons and smiley faces and kitty cats and whatever, Pokemon and all that crap. And I'm like, wait, wait, what'd you say? And then he goes, then he fully went on and he goes, Dan Jordan, you were Dan Jordan, just like you said, <laughs> you know, da, 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 da. the mom was, the mom kept apologizing. I go, ma'am, no, 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 no. Let him go. <laughs> I go, I'm, I am Dan Jordan. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, and then she looked at me and then my wife was looking at me. I looked at everybody. Oh my God. I go, and then he told me the whole movie and told me about myself <laughs> and the movie and everything. And I go, holy moly. So I reached in my, uh, my bag of merch because I was going there and I signed every single piece of stupid merch that I had and gave it to them because they didn't even have tickets. They were just uh, going. It was what a good w- guy you are. It, <laughs> no, I was like, no, like I'm not joking. It was the 
I am not making that story up. And so it was like the webbiest. Or were you trying to buy him off? So <laughs> he didn't super, <laughs> super fan out on you. He went, Dan uh, I got to take a break, guys, real quick. This oh, is great. Ahead. I am so happy to have both of you on. I have Andras Jones on today. Go to previouslyyours.com to follow uh, and do everything. Just don't. Don't corner him on a tram, um, but you can do everything else on this website, previouslyyours.com. And on Instagram at Andras Jones, Danny Hassel on Instagram at Danny Hassel, H-A-S-S-E-L. And uh, the music soundtrack, I'm actually taking us to break with Tuesday night's nightmare. Running from this nightmare, right? Is it running from this nightmare? I think so. I, I thought it said. Is it nightmare, just nightmare? Right? Uh, I don't know. You, you, you're the DJ. You know what's going on. No, I do. I may not know. I it could. Be. A, you probably know better than I do. But that was what came up on uh, when I when I got the the link to it on YouTube. Cool. It's a great song. Um, Twenty seconds and it's a jam. It's the freaking soundtrack to that movie. Kind of the intro. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like sold. It's like one of the craziest uh, hits right off that movie soundtrack. Um. At the end of the show, though, Andros Jones absolutely no sense of humor. We're gonna we're gonna play the entire song, oh, oh. and the video is starring Andy Dick. It's great. You gotta check it out on YouTube. We will be right back with two of my favorite cast members from Nightmare on Elm Street, Andros Jones, Danny Hassel. Be right back. Stay put. You need your rest. You don't get it. He's after me. It's okay, honey. <laughs> I want to draw some blood. Like to watch? Subscribe to The Jeremiah Show on YouTube. Hey, I'm Andras Jones, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show, where they don't just know me as a movie actor, they know me as a songwriter. It's the home of my songs, The Jeremiah Show. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy Halloween. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Uh, two special guests today, Andras Jones and Danny Hassel. And they're both from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So they're here to talk a little bit about that with us and what they're doing, what they've been up to. And just the bizarre world of, of being a childhood star in one of the biggest uh, horror franchise movies in history. And everybody knows Freddy Krueger. And everybody knows Nightmare on Elm Street. So we're talking about their life and how it has changed since then. And, and also that they can't escape it, really. <laughs> Just like the movie. Can't get out of those dreams. Uh, welcome back, guys. And Andras, I just want to thank you for putting this together and offering your time today. I know how busy all of both of you are. Now, Jeremiah, you've always been incredibly supportive of what I do. So anything I can do. To support your show you know you you know i'm in your corner oh, i appreciate that my friend and you you're a, a fantastic musician and i just learned off break that so is danny 
Um, you guys have played together. We yeah, have- we uh, we played a gig with Rodney Eastman, who's play was also is also in Nightmare Three, and he was in Three and Four. Dan was in Four and Five, and I'm just in Four. But we played a little. Where I don't forget what the name of that place downtown was. But we played. Uh, Amazing dive bar. It has musicians and it's in downtown LA. It's called the Five Star Bar. I can't know. I don't know if it yeah. made it through the pandemic, but um, but yeah, they used to do comedy. I've done stand up comedy there. I've done era. It's a great performance. It's a dive bar. <laughs> so and it's I love dive bars. It's <laughs> that or so it'll it could be packed or it could be empty. Either way, it's like this long narrow deal in the stage yeah. that. So it's actually pretty cool. And then there's like a upstairs where you get your little green room and you do your thing. So it's actually really, it's, I don't know. It's fun. That's it. I imagine you guys know dive bars really well. You've probably been in a, a few of them. <laughs> I not, hope I'm not. I've worked in a few. Yeah. I've, <laughs> it's You're like, okay, cool. Now we got to push the, the, the pool tables over and now we're going to bring in the drum set and you guys, are, you know what I mean? That's kind of how yeah. it is. <laughs> I, want to tell, I want to tell a little so you know dan was talking about how he uh he only started doing the cons in 2016 or 2017 uh, i've been doing them pretty much since the late 90s the first one i did was probably like 1998 in pittsburgh and they were pretty small then you know the the flyer was on a a piece of purple construction paper that someone copied off of a you know a, a mimeograph or something uh, probably at kinko's back when kinko's was it was kinko's and uh so i've been doing it for a long time but at, at that point i was living in washington and i was kind of you know i was bartending i wasn't in a great place in my life you know financially or otherwise uh and so i was at this thing i had someone gave me some really good Mariners tickets. And I was down at the at Safeco field scalping the tickets so I could like make an extra hundred bucks. And afterwards I stopped by this bar store, like bar maintenance, like whatever bar supply store under a bridge. There was some, some bar supply thing I needed for a gig. I was working. I was like, okay, I got some cash. I'll go and get like this nice juice strainer that they have there. So I can strain my limes and lemons. And I'm standing there. And I'm looking across and there's this guy and I'm like, this is the wrong time in the wrong place. But that I, I'm sure that's Dan Hansel. And he <laughs> gives me this look, this like, what the, what do you, what do you do? Are you looking at me? You looking at me? You looking at, what are you looking at me? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the eyes light up and he was like, having the same thing, like wrong time, wrong place, but that's Andras Jones. And here we are. So we're talking about being these big movie stars, but we met, we re-met under a bridge in Seattle. And, oh, great. and Danny had just gotten out of the army and he was doing his band and you know, he could tell you about that. But I was like, Dan, you got to do these cons, man. <laughs> There's so much fun. You make a lot of, you make money and people love you and treat you like a movie star. And I can tell you after the next one he came to, it was so much fun. And having Danny back in the fold of our little nightmare family has been really, I mean, I was the only guy, you know, except for Rodney uh-huh. and Ken. And they always have a sort of a, I don't with competition with us because they were in three and they got killed early in four. So, you know, having Dan join the crew uh, or rejoin the crew after that point was amazing. But I just, I love like, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of synchronicity because of radio eight ball. And that was one of the great synchronicities of my life running, rerunning into Dan under a bridge in Seattle. I just love saying that. I'm going to say that phrase. That's a great story. He met under a bridge in Seattle. (laughs) By far the most random place. Like, you, because I was, we were both at that store where you get, because I was doing our band then and I would get, when you had, when I had a band then, we would either, we would rent a warehouse or rent like whatever hall because we couldn't go to the big, Seattle has a music scene still, but there's a bunch of empty places all over the city. You just have to pay for it and then you bring your band there, you know, and booze and everything. So that's what I was there. We were getting all the supplies, <laughs> but it's in the worst part of town man i give you like under a bit like it's nothing but crack drug addicts and just just whatever last time we saw each other we were in a movie together in la <laughs> that's why when i saw this guy <laughs> I was you don't look at anybody like hey buddy <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story I love it was it. so amazing that i was like we almost hugged it out we did hug i'm sure we were like oh, yeah. really cool. whatever but and then let's go start a band let's go play let's jam <laughs> 
Andros, right. you said something before the commercial break that I wanted to come back to about, and I remember this in the 80s where Bruce Willis was trying to make it, right? And and there's different actors that tried to make it as an artist and sing. And, it, and if you did that, you were kind of laughed at in the general public, right? And not appreciated. He may have been a, a great music artist, but nobody was going to give him a shot and listen from what I, from at least from my perspective. And, and that's, it's so changed though now, don't you? Do you like that? I mean, it's now. Oh, thank, yeah. I'm, yeah, thank I'm God, right? I mean, because there are really great actors and performers and music artists now. And, and you don't think of that. You don't think of it. No, they're just an actor. So they can't possibly sing. I, I have a quick thing on that. Like, sorry, Andros, I don't, because yeah, yeah back day, there was, a, it was a weird thing. Like, it was a weird thing. There was like Leif Garrett, like uh, uh, the guy, uh, uh, Sean Cassidy, Sean Cassidy, the other cat though, the, like Leif, the guy that, uh, anyhow, Andy there was, Kidd. yeah, um, all these guys, right? So, but if they tried to be in a movie, people would just weren't going for it. I don't know what happened. So then it took like this long time. And for myself, like I just, Jamie Foxx was like one of the first dudes that was like, oh, he can do this, this, and this. And people are like, that's okay. That, that, that's like a legitimate art form. But like Andra said, in our day, like you were basically, it was either you had to be like Justin Bieber or an actor. You know what I mean? One or the other. You couldn't be both. You couldn't. Or Except, you, you know, there were some people, there were some people, Tom Waits could get away with it. Like there were certain people, if you, you could go the other way, actually, you could be Mick Jagger and act in a film or David Bowie and act in a film and it would be cool, but you yeah. could be, but if you were, I'm trying to get like the coolest act. If you, if Robert De Niro had a band, it would not be cool. <laughs> it wouldn't be cool. It doesn't matter how good it was, except now I think it's just, I think really it's just, you the box we used to see them in was the cover of the was their movie poster or the cover of their record now the box we see people in is their website which has their music and their photography and their writing and their films and their only fans where you can watch them you know you know the whole thing no i sorry dan here's what i'm getting at like leaf garrett peter frampton those dudes I when I grew up, there were dudes just like Leif Garrett and Peter Frampton, and they skateboarded, and then they did like other stuff, but they didn't get credit for it. So when I was in Hollywood, and I realized they're like, "Oh, you guys are only picking the dudes that do that." There's guys that can do a bunch of that. It's almost like when Deion Sanders played football and baseball, and they're like, "Oh, you're letting him do it," and you're like, "Cause he's better than everybody else," you know. <laughs> Let, let the people that do it that are better than everybody else do it. So yeah, that, like Jamie Foxx, Deion Sanders, and me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, you can find Andros Jones and his music all over YouTube and, and subscribe, please. But go to previouslyyours.com also and follow Andros Jones on Instagram. Danny Hassel's on Instagram also at Danny Hassel, H-A-S-S-E-L. Danny, where can we find music, your music right now? Go to www.victrolatheband.com and listen to all our stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm going to actually mark that and I'll put that in the uh, podcast upload so people can find it. Yeah, it's one word. If you know what a Victrola is, anyway. I, I do. It's a, uh, a musical instrument, yeah. No, no, no. It's, old, it's an old record player. Record oh, player. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the crank, right? Correct. That's what the Victrolas were. So that's what they were. And now, because the for right, we're Victrola the band. You can't own Victrola. <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. We'll put it in the podcast. I got one minute to break, but I just want to ask both of you if you give me a short answer before we break here. Andras, what scared you as a kid? Uh,. There was this. There was a dog that I had to walk past home from school that would bark mercilessly and try to get me. I feel like it maybe bit me once, but maybe it just scared me so bad that I felt like it did. That was an early scare. Would you have nightmares about that dog? Uh, well, that's a longer that's a longer answer. But yes, I have, I could tell you about my dog nightmares. Uh, there's I, there's a good story with that. I mean, nightmares are bizarre. I just I you know. Forget about the film, but just they're they're so bizarre that we all have them. And we're well, my dad was a dream psychologist, and 
when you come when we come back from the break i'll tell, tell me, you yeah. how you can avoid ever having recurring nightmares okay we'll definitely get that danny what's your what scared you as a kid just being alone i don't know I, being I, alone being alone yeah being alone no dog nothing no anything i don't know that was it i thought like because uh I have way too many fears. You know? <laughs> I don't know. So even like with the uh, horror films and you watch them and then I, I, there's no way I'm going to go sleep. I, hey, guys, at the end of yeah. the night, everybody at my house. Who wants everybody to stay at my house? That way, you know? <laughs> I get into bed, you know, and I'm like, okay, I got to watch something to fall asleep. And I Hulu, throw up Hulu and it's all not, it's all horror movies. It's all it is. And I'm like, I would never click on any of those right now. <laughs> I want to watch those. When I was a kid. When I was younger, I couldn't do it. I can't believe I ended up in those kind of movies. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Were you guys fans of horror movies? But I, Andre, she said no earlier. I I, uh, I love science fiction, but I honestly, I'm going to tell you, Aliens and a, the a, the first one, Aliens, scared the crap out Oof. of me. Like Nightmare on Elm Street 1 whatsoever. And I was too young to be that scared of a movie. And I was like, oh. You're right, Alien was... I remember alien. walking through the lobby, going to the bathroom as a kid, and the doors open, and Alien was playing, and I could hear the, just the sounds, and the and I peeked in, and it was the Alien. And I, I'm like, I really like ran. <laughs> no one can hear you scream, and I was like, no way. And back then, I got taken to uh, not a drive-in, but a movie theater by my friends that were a little bit older. You had to really sneak in, like going to a concert back then. And then going home the whole time, I was like, man, I don't think I should have saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you guys have done it to generations. Shame on you. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. I'm with Andras Jones and Danny Hassel, both in Nightmare on Elm Street. They crossed over together uh, in, uh, in one, right? The four, the dream match. The fourth one. Fourth, yes. Fourth one. And then Danny, you went on into... The next one after that um the dream child dream child so anyway happy halloween guys thanks for being here and scaring all of us we'll be right back up will you there is a lot going on here subscribe and always be in the no crowd Welcome back to the Jeremiah show. I need some help with my time management, but I'm having too good of a time with my two friends here, Andras Jones and Danny Hassel from Nightmare on Elm Street, just in time for Halloween. Guys, welcome back and thank you. We were talking about uh, what scared us as kids. Uh, for me, real quickly, I, I would lay my head down on the pillow and I could hear my heartbeat. And I thought it was the big bad wolf coming to get me off the hill, off the mountains. And I, for years, I think I st I'm still scared of the big bad wolf. Well, that's funny because that the, this is what I, this is what I wanted to tell you the story about nightmares. So for me, the big bad wolf was the, my first sort of nightmare material. It was the picture of the big bad wolf in this yeah. kids book, and it just scared me. And I would I had multiple nights in a row I had bad dreams about the big bad wolf, and my father, who was a dream psychologist. Uh, which is on one another one of the weird synchronicities of my life that I grew up in a house that was obsessed with dreams and I end up having a life that is connected to nightmares. 
But he said, and this, and I, I love sharing this because recurring nightmares are just terrible. He said, if you want to not dream about the big bad wolf, then think really clearly about the big bad wolf in the daytime. Because what dreams are is that they're the way our brain is finishing uncompleted thoughts. So thoughts we didn't let ourselves have, or even just half like weird little, like you are in a supermarket, you see a magazine cover and you think about it for a second, maybe you're going to grab it, but then you get distracted and do something else. And in the dream, maybe the figures who are on the magazine cover are in your dream or some other way, your brain completes that thought. But with scary things, it's like, they're the things that we really don't want to face. But that's why it's important to face those things in the daytime, because then your brain can complete the thought, even if it's a terrible thought, instead of. Interesting. Oh, we lost Andras. Your dreams. There he is. Uh, my, I got invaded. Uh, this call was invaded by a nightmare right there. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm keeping you guys today here on Halloween. Uh, I know, Danny, you're going to take your family out. You're. Oh yeah, I have a you I mean, these three big adult-sized dogs and a child, or two adults and a child. That's Danny. I mean, every year we make a float. We do. Uh, we have a couple. We we live in this neighborhood where they are very uh, kid friendly, and you do like a little four-block thing, and your kids get plenty. There's actually like there's a dentist that lives there. He gives away uh, toothbrushes <laughs> along with the uh, the candy because whatevs. And then I think some families. <laughs> Mixed drinks, but I didn't hear that either. But anyhow, it's a four block area. It's very kid friendly. And then usually we go, we've been a lot of things. Last year, we had just got back from New Orleans. So we had all these kind of Victorian skeleton thing. And the float was a big cop. It was like teenagers loved it. This year, we're super tame because my daughter chooses the theme. We don't get to choose. So we're dogs. We're puppies. So I, I look like mascot i got a big puppy suit i can barely see out of it it's pretty <laughs> i hope you don't scare any kids and give them nightmares like andras had forever and i had <laughs> big dogs i i wanted to, i don't get why going back to horror movies why horror movies are so popular do you guys i mean what do you think it is what do you I think, think that, i think some of the people are are i think they're i think because if the movie's semi good and it's semi scary, they still understand it's just a movie, and this yeah. isn't. They are like, "Hey, whatevs." So they're going through something that maybe that gives them a great, uh, a, you know, a nice feeling, and they don't they forget you like rock and roll artists or or whatever, even hip hop, something that's really hard, and I don't care how, whatever music, Beethoven, whatever that makes you makes feel, you feel that, something. They felt it as well. And yeah, so, I was thinking that too, Danny. I was thinking. Because I was considering, I'm, I, I thought about that Hulu thing, and all the movies are like one after another. It's almost like uh, Marvel comic, you know, or, or superhero movies. It's now it's like horror everywhere. And I know it's it's Halloween, but it's been kind of ramping up all year. So I actually looked up in when when Nightmare was made. Um, that was back in was it 1984 when it came out the first one. The first one. Yeah. Can you guys guess how many horror movies there were that year? Oh, there's got to be a go for it. Thirty six. Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> compare that now, though. I counted up twenty twenty two. There was a hundred and sixty three horror movies made. Okay. You know, remember when there was all? You guys are old, old Hollywood a little bit. Not no, not that no. you're old, but you've been around since in our day. It wasn't taken serious. Like even that genre can't make money until not because Andros and I were in it and we're such awesome, amazing. Take credit. <laughs> but we were in one that exploded like like GameStop like we blew the market bro like there was the lines were around the corner people's jaws were dropping no one understood it except the people that wanted to see it they loved it whatevs it was be the highest grossing independent film of all no, time the year film. that it came out independent film so the studios were like, you better stop that. Give me some of that money. You know what I mean? So I know. Yeah. That was been- New Line, New Line Cinema, right? I, yeah. I yeah they, wouldn't be able to make, they wouldn't have made any Lord of the Rings if they hadn't made money off of us and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's yeah, crazy. They, crazy. They did super good. They had the well, tur- Turtles and us. 
and it, let's come back we're gonna we're gonna unfortunately have to let you go and go get and let you go get some candy <laughs> collect, your, collect your candy stash for the night uh but let's come back and let's talk about what you guys got upcoming and uh oh, and sure. we'll be right back i'm with andras jones and danny hassel they were both together they, they started together they're friends at a nightmare on elm street um Back or, what, what year was that? That was 87, right? That you, did, did you, it's 88. 88. I mean, yes. Yeah, Elm I remember 88. His, and Dream Child was 89. The Dream Master and then uh, the Dream Child at, at 99 followed. 89, excuse me. Um, you can find those anywhere you like to find your horror movies. I'm sure they're everywhere. No, no problem finding that. It's a good movie to watch for uh, Halloween tonight. Scare yourself a little bit. I won't be joining you, but uh, this, this is as scared as I want to get hanging out with you guys. <laughs> Andros Jones, his website is, uh, let me give it out to you real quickly. It's at previouslyyours.com, and he's on Instagram at Andros Jones. Follow him and check out his music, his blog, his podcast. He's got a lot of great stuff. He's a very talented, creative man, and he's here on the Jeremiah Show today. And Danny Hessel on Instagram at Danny Hessel. And uh, your website again, tell me again, Danny. I don't want to mess it up. I didn't write it down fast enough. Victrolatheband.com. <laughs> Victrolatheband.com. You got it. We'll be right back. seven every time by advertising on the jeremiah show and get your message out on seven shows we're always on the radio hey this is the jeremiah show my name is danny hassel i'm from nightmare on elm street that's my claim to fame you can check me out in my band victrolatheband.com or in my new films that are coming up, The Emerald Forest and Nightfall. So come check that out. And again, this is Danny Hassel, and we're on The Jeremiah Show. Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org. Happy Halloween final segment here with Andras Jones and Danny Hassel. Hey guys. Scary. Very scary. I'm so scared. By the way, I wish I could show you the radio station right now. It is scary in here. All the lights in the hallway have gone out one by one, fluorescence, of course. So every once in a while, they'll jump and twitch. And then the, I'm in a recording studio and production room, and I've got one fluorescent light above me and a ring light. It's pitch black in here. It's spooky. Happy Halloween. <laughs> this really is a scary radio station. The haunting of the Jeremiah show. <laughs> uh, guys, good hour with you. You're doing so much stuff, but I know you, the music's very important right now. Danny's got a couple films out. Andras, you are going to be in Santa Barbara, and I want everybody to uh, join me and go see Lois Mahalia. 
um, everybody knows Mahalia. Excuse me. I always do that. Lois Mahalia has got a Christmas show she does every year at Soho here. And Andras Jones is going to join her on December 5th. It starts at 7. Come early. Maybe even get to meet uh, Andras and, and Lois and, and me. We'll all hang out. Maybe Danny, you should come up too if you can. Uh, what else you got going on, Andras? Are you you're back back in L.A.? I know you're planning a tour for next yeah. year. Yeah, I'm back in L.A. Uh, I have a new record called Recognize, De-Escalate, and Decode. It's going to be coming out in January. I'm going to be, we've released one single already. I released it a while back, uh, just sort of to be a placeholder. It's called Absolutely No Sense of Humor. You've mentioned it a couple of times. Andy Dick stars in the video. Uh, he's not the comedian in the song that the song is about. Uh, if you come to one of my shows, I'll maybe uh, tell you more about that. Uh, as far as the Christmas show, uh, Lois made it uh, very clear to me that I was not obligated to play any Christmas songs. So if you want a Christmas free zone in the middle of a Christmas concert, you will get that from me, my little three song set. Where, where is it going to be? Wait, what's the name of the club it's again? Soho. It's a so uh, Soho club here in Santa Soho Barbara. Club, which I'm looking forward to checking out. And uh, anyone who wants to know, know more about my music, as you've been saying, my site is previouslyyours.com. You can also find it at andrasjones.com. We'll send you there. That has my film stuff, my book, uh, my different podcasts, and mostly my music. And if you, and I really, the main thing I, if I can encourage you to do, if you like what I do, please uh, sign up for the blog, because then you'll get notices when... I release new singles or I have shows coming up and that's the best way to, to follow what I'm doing. So and like again, Jeremiah for having us on, having us uh, on and for promoting my music. It, it means the world. Thanks for coming back and bringing up the past and giving everybody out there a nightmare uh, inside peak. <laughs> Andras Jones, I, when you said you don't have to play, Lois told you you don't have to play any Christmas music. It reminded me of one of the podcasts that we did together, the shows we did together a long time ago. It was called The Curmudgeon for All Seasons. It was a Thanksgiving show. Yeah. <laughs> and and off your album, right? And Andras Jones, a curmudgeon for all seasons. But uh, yeah, I, that was a hilarious show. You, you really love the holidays. I know that. Oh, yeah. Love them with a vengeance, like Scarface. Love it. Uh, you love when I bring you back just for the holidays to talk about things you don't want to talk about anymore. <laughs> it's been a long time, so you forgot this is painful. Uh, for you. It's pain. it's, Danny, it's how about you? Good. You got some. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You, you got Phil. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. Sorry. Just check me, check me out on Danny Hassel at Instagram. And then, because um, I do my man on the street, people who follow me on the Instagram know what that is. So stay with that. And then, uh, what's it called? My band, VictrolaTheBand.com. And apparently, I'm in a couple movies. One of them's called Nightfall, and the other one's The Emerald Forest. <laughs> one's a vampire movie to take on The Wizard of Oz. So, like I said, just stay posted on that. We'll see what happens. And then I'll see you on the contours, everyone. All right. I hope we see you up here at Soho with Andres. Uh, uh, it's funny. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you're in the movies. You don't remember? <laughs> Did somebody... Well, I guess apparently they're coming out. He knows oh. he was in them. He knows, you know, okay. sometimes we don't know when we when we act in something. We don't know if it's actually going to be something that you see. You're like, hey, but that's he, me. Yeah. <laughs> actually right. in it. They didn't cut me out. In uh, Walmart. You're like, no way. Thanks. I didn't know. <laughs> well, guys, you- this, is, uh, this has been a, uh, a real tr- uh, treat, not a trek. You were here. It was a treat. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the tricks on you tricks on me. And here's, here's the treat for everybody out there right now. It's Andras Jones. Absolutely. No sense of humor starring Andy Dick. Enjoy and happy Halloween. Be safe. Bye. There's a comedian in this town who gets mad. If you call him a clown, even though clowns, just a synonym for his profession. So let's just call him Sam. Absolutely no sense of humor about the word clown Well, he chased me down the street outside of Obsidian Shouting and threatening, man, he wasn't kidding And if it happened to you, you believe that it was true But since it happened to me, you probably think it didn't 
this guy the grave injustice of inviting him to do my show. It didn't go as well as he hoped, and he blamed me for the whole situation. In an angry after-show text that led me to mutter under my breath, oh, I made the clown cry. sense of humor about the word clown. So if you see him clowning around, don't make the mistake of calling him a clown, even under your breath when he's not around. He might chase you down the street outside of obsidian, that's right, shouting and threatening, man, he won't be kidding, he'll be looking for a fight, and when it happens to you, I believe that it's true. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your love, Holmes. You're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool.